Good job, you guys made my cat leave. <laughs> she wore his quit on this. Oh. Cat left the cat. She was like this. <laughs> God, why are you so cringe, child? <laughs> it's your kid. Welcome back to Droughtland After Dark, everybody. We're finishing out book one, looking at chapters 20 through 35. So this is the last 18 episodes because 35 uh, is split into three parts since it's nine hours long. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You said oops. (laughs) Whoops. Whoopsie doodle. So more importantly than anything else at the start here we have lost our Ruben um, Dave again. has headed home again once again um, dipped out for these last the last bit of this but in, in his place literally and figuratively sitting in his chair we have Yetzel Shay. Yetzel Shay. Oh, hey. This is the point. This is the point on my recording schedule that I had that said Kaylin arrives. So that should just show you guys. Only three hours early. Well, I mean, we're only two hours late on the recording schedule. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty much right on time, actually. Nice. Kaylin, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. I haven't seen you since you were sitting over here. Yeah, you were across the room. How's the job? How's the girlfriend? Uh, zero of either. Oh, shit. Oh, oh. oh no. Oh. I feel like that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> How are your parents? Both they're of them. Fine. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. good. They're Both good. of them. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So I did just, that was a pretty vicious burn. So, so give me your biggest two, like, irks with this whole book. Your whole part playing Kietz or Josiah. You play, or just, or, or guess, just me as an individual, I guess. Yeah, you can just if burn me sucks, as an individual. If you think he's yeah. ugly, that can be both of them, huh? I mean, he's pretty cute. <laughs> I I mean, I, well, facts will argue so with ugly, but. Based, like, partly on the uh, earlier knowledge I had from, like, the Facebook game that we started oh, yeah, that I yeah, kind of sure. dropped campaign, out of. Before. Uh, actually known oh as my Campaign gosh. Zero. Right. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about that, but real quick for the audience at home, Campaign Zero, we did play a game during COVID. It was over like a um, uh, non-linear like, like Facebook videos on a yeah, message we, yeah, thread. Yeah, we traded it, videos. It was, really, it was really we difficult. we were like waiting for each other to reply still. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. really weird and awkward and difficult, but it did birth the idea of Drowland. So yeah, go ahead. I expected more dinosaurs. And That's I had to, fair. I had to wait till the finale. Basically. You're right. Like the Velociraptors happened before I arrived. It's true. You're right. It's true. This is gets back to the whole thing of like this was supposed to be a three parter. Yeah, this <laughs> not, not a 30, thirty-eight parter. I'm sorry, thirty-nine parter. Because if we're let's kill Smiley, split into two parts. So not counting the asides, which are canon and should be listened to. Part. We're talking about thirty-nine episodes minimum. Yeah. And so. then number two would be. The, the stuff I actually recorded first apparently still has not aired. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. So coming soon, Caleb, why don't you take it away? Explain explain to the folks at home what's coming soon. Well, coming soon is the most d- ding dang delightful Star Wars adventure that you could ever imagine featuring um, 
Well, me as a droid slash a Jawa. Spoilers. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So bleep that out then. I mean, I don't know. And then Liz, and then Liz, Liz as a uh, as a Wookie with a Wookie gal, a wiggle Wookie gal with a Wookie gal problems and a uh, gal problems. Alexis as the world's most problems, but a Wookie ain't one. And then Alexis as the world's most ineffective sniper, and Kaylin as the world's most ineffective uh, flirter. <laughs> Super hot boys. Very, Super bad. Very she funny. First question Josiah asked. Right. There, yes. You know what? Yeah. Hey, yeah. if you guys get the chance, like when you guys get the chance to listen to that, because it'll be coming out probably on the feed almost directly after this. Exactly after this. Yeah. So the next thing on the feed should be part one. Yeah. So I mean. There, there's a lot of fun. There's a cage match to the death. Was it to the death? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. There's a multiple. The there's yeah. a there's a character that changes. To the death. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a character that changes sides, and most importantly, um, we call a uh, NPCs uh, X, and then we at a sandwich shop. At a sandwich shop. At a yep. sandwich shop. And um, I'm gonna go ahead and say it for you fans of the uh, the. Of uh, the, the prequels, uh, it takes place in Dex's diner on Coruscant. So, oh, name drop. Yeah. So, if you guys are really <laughs> interested on that, I would go ahead and uh, uh, tune into that next thing. Spoiler: Dex started making subs, <laughs> which they probably yeah. name after whatever the class of ship that, like the Republic. You know, the like really sub-looking ships that the Separatists use. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what they like named their sub sandwich. We're, we're digressing. We're digressing a lot. All right. What so, I'm trying to say is it's a lot of fun and yeah. it's a great time. That's transformative in nature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Kessel Shay, let's talk about your yeah. character right at the top. And one of the things that you were supposed to be, which was a villain. Um, a yeah. guest part and a single episode, possibly two episode character. Um, as the wasn't most entirely home, well, not exactly that what happened. <laughs> well, so I didn't want to. I don't want to pigeonhole anything, right? So yeah. in my head, yeah, that's about where we were. What but honestly, sh- he didn't want you to be here. By now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I'm really annoyed that you're still here. Like, like no, I mean you can't. You played Campaign Zero. Obviously, you're a part of this, so that that made sense. And I wanted you to appear in Book One, but again, Book One was supposed to be very short, and it ballooned into something very organic and much, much bigger. Um, Yeah, it was like a late edition guest spot type situation, and it it stuck around a little bit longer. (laughs) Elevated beyond multiple hours. Essentially, as it shook out, I what you were supposed to be was Augury. Basically, yeah. but I have um, trouble being bad. Troll. You do have trouble being bad, and I uh, was. Wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, he has trouble being bad because I wanted to. <laughs> Like, he, like, yeah. like, like in person, person he has trouble being unlikable. I think he's okay. very he's good at being unlikable. That's fair. <laughs> and we see like uh, the little bits of kettle we get to see, especially in that little skit we did where we basically just copied and pasted the opening to uh, Shaun, Shaun of the, of the Dead. Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. I love that moment. That was a lot of fun. It was very fun. Yep. That was. It was very. Yeah. Fun. That was. Yeah. Really we got funny. to see that, like you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. He's, he's like a bad guy, but he's also like not a super great partner. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's more because of apathy 
Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. like, not yeah. no malice. Yeah, not yeah. malice. Yeah, there's no malice. It's just he couldn't. It's not that you don't give a fuck. It's just that you don't give a fuck. I not not to be like super super. Not to like super deep dive i he to me right to me kiato really represents like the um uh, like the other 98 percent of like the um radical <clears throat> whatever side of the political aisle the right uh where you have like sort of people that are hey maybe they're just not really totally aware of how bad what they're doing is oh like you're and wrong. they're ignorant people uh, yeah a little bit you know or, not, like, more yeah, or less not less the person who is so vehemently into it but more of like the person right. who's just like who's gets and, drunk and yeah. says dumb yes. shit at a party yeah. my, or, uncle, my uncle said this my father was believed this and again not to defend that because that's that that needs but to be those dealt characters with exist, but and those characters exist, exist yes right. yes why wouldn't they and it it and there is a genuineness to the to those people and opportunities to grow mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and and opportunities to grow that is what yes yes, yes. Grow in that yes. moment that's part of the reason he stuck around is because even though he killed shelby fuck you but also, he totally yeah. murked Shelby. Oh yeah, no. So, so real quick, if it uh, helps, I didn't like you at all. <laughs> well, well, is, I'm curious. At the end of the book, uh, does anybody know who Shelby's sister is? I do. I mean, not you and I. We can't answer. You and I can't answer. Maybe Liz. Anybody else? I do. Okay. I feel like I don't. If I'm right, I'll eat a century egg. Shelby oh. is the sister of. Uh, Baja's love interest in the last half. Oh, okay. yeah. the nasty yeah. lady. Uh, yep. Hold up, let me see if I can get this. Vevek uh, Nartasha Novakal. Oh, you nailed it in one. Oh. I'm so proud of you, buddy. Yeah. Tongue twister. Yeah. So when Baja comes back, uh, when Baja's brought back by the tribe, he spends um, some time with the scientific leader of the of the Vakal tribe, the one who's been tasked with the medical and, and electrical doctor, science. The yeah. doctor, their political, uh, not political, but their um, mechanical leader. Um, and she does become a bit enamored. She also mentions her sister who, who is also a baker Shelby. is also a baker Whoops. set up the kitchen and has a, and had a more... cookbook with the rest of what was needed to make the uh fairy's bane potion in the back of baja's cookbook so that sounds like that would be useful uh, maybe sure but does, you know what doesn't it what else would it be useful for her to have we just wanted to like throw rocks yeah yeah but also i i love that moment um and i got i edited this episode so i really um i like that moment where you start realizing that you're not on the right side and it kind of happens towards the end of the like of the first episode you're in you start questioning it and like i because i edited that episode i could hear that and then in the next episode that josiah edited you have the full moment where you like i don't want to do this and you toss the uh the torch over the, the side and that's such a good moment because it takes a character basically it's the guy who like He's in a road rage incident or whatever, and he goes to he's like he starts to get out of the car to fight somebody. He goes like, "What am I doing? I'm a fucking adult. I'm not gonna fight somebody in a McDonald's parking lot." Or something. 
like it's basically it's like this like this this ideal that i've been taught is like it when the rubber meets the road like maybe this isn't this isn't real you know like maybe maybe whether or not this was caused by the calvec is like secondary to whether or not it's okay to fucking burn a child alive. Yeah, so, and like, right. and even though you go ahead and shoot that there's child, so, there's, so many, good, there's so many hey, good reasons hey, to burn a child point, alive. You know, it was, I mean, exactly. Look, see Game of Thrones season six. Say that again. Say it again. <laughs> what did you say? Don't hide under other people's voices. I said, by that point, it, you know, it was self-defense. I had, I had given her another chance and I wasn't going to Actually, I'm not going to lie. I'm on Candle's side on that because I was very determined at that point to kill yeah. And I I mean, I swear to God, I did not fudge a single roll, which I mean, we should be obvious since yeah. the result was not what I wanted. But I was very much trying to ask Shelby, pick him up and throw him off the edge of the cliff and just be done with Kalen. <laughs> because, again, this was supposed to be a very much a quick little blip. Like, well, I, I, I mean, talked to David about, like, I didn't mean to recast you. So what you're saying is the roles that could have saved Evan. We're wasted <laughs> oh, on this guy. Basically, yeah. Yes. No. Just like separated by like six weeks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, so, like, Josiah and I had talked about before going into it how I was, you know, sort of like a guest character, late edition, whatever. Uh, and I was supposed to be playing somebody who was unlikable, who was a jerk, who was like a Calvec racist and everything and i was trying yeah i was trying to be yeah i was trying to be i mean on the other side conflicting and stuff like that don't we all have that co-worker or uncle i mean (laughs) (laughs) but then like you know i was also having trouble fighting that urge to like play a you know mass effect or something and not be a dick to everyone yeah (laughs) so you know it it evolved a little bit then he still tried to kind of take me out and by that point, my character was like, no, no, I'm rolling for my life. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it was really, truly pretty desperate by the time you got to that. So that did lead to what is, I think, genuinely my favorite moment from the entire book. Pro- probably. I don't know. At one point, we asked, what's my favorite moment? And I do say Ruben tackling the woman through the portal. And, and I will probably stand by that. But Harold's entrance mm-hmm. uh, jack you cried it was really really good and i just i remember oh standing God. outside of the door just getting more and more and more stoked <laughs> and you forgot to turn your mic on and oh i forgot God. to turn my mic on so quiet for anyone who ever wondered because he was supposed to turn his mic on and i had it on standby and not not on, on. yeah the word. so uh i don't know if you've even listened to this part where oh you were in the room for this part yeah, when when Harold returned. Yeah, yeah, yeah but zero he was context tied to the clues. Stake at that yeah, point too. yeah. I was. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Of course. How did you feel without like having so much of the backstory? Oh, yeah, you had so much for when like all of a sudden mm-hmm. and Harold's back and all of us yeah, were like, I was so oh, confused. Oh. Like I don't remember exactly what I had listened to at that point because I mean we had talked about it and I had tried to listen to a bunch of episodes to catch up a little bit to get an idea of like some of what was going on but again i would still be like really far separated from where stuff really was so i was going off a few episodes and then sort of a quick summary of like the current place that we were and then this guy shows up like hanging off the side of a uh 
Fucking Zeppelin thing. Is there a toothpick hanging out of your mouth? Yeah. I don't think I had a toothpick because I had a helmet. Okay. No, I think the toothpick was from a different point of the series, but yeah. And this launch was on the machine gun. I was like, I have no idea who this guy is, but he seems important. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone had a strong reaction to this moment. Yeah. And then I love how we turned it to like, oh yeah. Kettle doesn't hang out with Harold. He thinks Harold is weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not to tap myself on the back, but that was a good moment. In the mo- just it, it, literally a second thought or I don't know, random thought or whatever you want to call it was like, wait, what if Kettle fucking dated Taylor? <laughs> and I just, in the moment, it was just like, I'm going to go for this. And I think that actually turned out pretty <laughs> Really great. well. Yeah. Nice. And it I mean, kind of builds that. out the Taylor character who's like, basically yeah. like, a whole bunch of random ideas thrown at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor's a little inconsistent in what she, how she performs, let me say that. I think it's more of, she just knows how to take control of the situation. She's a social she's chameleon. Yeah, that, that sort of thing. Like, she takes control of the situation she's in by conforming to it, and then taking control when she has to, which is why in that one aside, she shows up and she shoots Harold and takes control of that situation. Or Harold's Afterwards, man, Harold's man. she decides to sit. Yeah to step back and take that role and play the doting fool, like she says in the other. It's all kind of consistent. It's more consistent with a person, I think, that's trying to find their way. And my headcanon, and I don't know if this is true and, Mm -hmm. you know, but my headcanon is that Taylor, uh, Jonathan Taylor and Thomas are all smileys, like Nepo babies. Mm -hmm. And that's how she got the job. That's my headcanon. So that's kind interesting. of yeah. I'm that's also like if you go back and read that, that uh, listen to that aside, I describe her as having jet black hair, kind of like, mm. how, like basically oh. looking like Smiley. Mm. And with that, she did you, has did the same you know smile. that at all, Smiley? Because I definitely Taylor. didn't. Slash, yeah, <laughs> Smiley slash Taylor. Shit. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to canonize <laughs> this. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, some people take shipping too far. That's all I'm going to say. You're also Thomas. So you you're also Thomas. That's true. Okay, real quick, real quick. Just I want to toss to the two of you guys. Give us just um, two minutes. Explain how Thomas and Jonathan happened, and the Thomas, the, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas pun, which I think t- takes like a minute for a lot of people. We just, we don't, and meet meet Taylor for several episodes. We don't meet. Yeah, I think we were just trying to crack each other up. Really, what, we were, yeah. we're trying to get what the other one to break, and uncontrollably laugh and see how far we could push it before one of us broke. I, you know what yeah. it was? It was that, that episode that happened that we lost. Evan had nothing to do and Baja had nothing to do. Yeah. And so you guys got antsy and started improv. Improving. Yeah. And we were in the moment and like this recording lost to history now, but in the moment we were like, I was like, I'm playing an NPC because Baj is just scared in the corner at this point. I think we, I think we got that part. I think that's before the bit we lost. That's before the bit. Yeah, I'm not sure. Listen, I'm pretty sure it's before, like, it's the bit. We Don't worry, someone's angrily typing the comments. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, we happy on the show would not know the exact moment of their show. That's why I've listened to book one hundreds of times. You've listened twice. I don't. More than you will ever like those know. Galaxy Quest kids, right? Who are like, I know the way. Well, but you remember on yeah, this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Jonathan, Thomas, Taylor. I mean, largely it was just that. And then Jonathan and Thomas were created in the moment with the spider thing. 
which again, um, I'm still upset with you for not letting me write. What spider thing? What, what are you talking about? The, where Jonathan and uh, Thomas get killed by the spider? What spider thing are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what? I'm, oh, I know exactly, exactly what you're talking about. about. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm still. It to everyone. I'm still upset. Okay, so at this point, Baja is dead. And we've recorded the Jonathan and Thomas getting killed by a spider. And I was like, okay, I want Baja to not be dead. I want him to be hanging out with the spider that killed Jonathan and Thomas. And that's why there are croissants in the uh, in the kitchens. But Shenanigans. That, I but say. that didn't end up happening because Josiah hard vetoed just, Baja <laughs> and the spider. I'm just saying, I can totally see Baja befriending the giant spider and the giant spider trying to find some nourishment for his yeah, new let partially Papa broken Rios friend. Be Harold, all right. Yeah, I got you. Got your big one over on me for the book. I guess you know, that's like, fair. It's Baja, like I can see Baja being like Dreadline's Hagrid. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I, I could, could actually. Which actually, that brings up a point, which is. Where does everyone see their characters going after this? Um, sorry, Evan, you don't have much room to talk, but uh, you could pause it as Smiley. So hold on to that. I'm interested to know your thoughts about Smiley. We'll get to you last. Don't let me move past you, okay? Kate Kettle, you get to go second because you weren't prepared, but now you will be. Okay. Okay. Who wants to go first? Baja, Harold. Coriander Lavender. I missed the preface. We're all unprepared. It's like at the VH1 show. Where are they now? Where? What do you? What do you think happens next for your characters? Well, lots and lots of trouble. Not to spoil anything because we haven't recorded it as of right in this moment. But I think actually I shouldn't say that no I'm not going to say anything yeah, no, go, go for, for it, it. <clears throat> go, go for it. it you know what I'm saying I know exactly what you're saying. cool I think uh, Harold and Coriander are getting married I think I think actually this is uh, I think the first thing the Lavender is hearing about this yeah so I think we are going to be doing a pickup Lavender is not surprised <laughs> I know I know Probably when we so say happy anniversary we were like oh crap you have to do it. When he pulls in, when he pulls in <laughs> on the motorcycle with the seismologist and lavender, and then he pops open these crates from Harold's and he says, uh, so, uh, Coriander, I know that, you know, there's nothing that you love more than something that blows shit up. And he says, happy anniversary. And so I got a little worm in my ear and I thought maybe that's an actual wedding anniversary they fucking eloped in there yep Bullshit. on Ruben's ship what Ruben performed the ceremony uh-huh. for them the how, how so, dare you have made me feel bad about keeping things from you that's I all know. I know I know what the actual this fuck is what, that's what I love about Coriander and Lavender to just like dive into their whole like act three arc there's this there's genuinely there's an actual player frustration that is very that that's coming through in a honestly a very unique way that allows the improv to be like cw level drama yeah no, I mean, like, like it's really like, like being it's back real. at home with my sister right? like, exactly. like yeah it became very real i mean it got it got heated there's a point where lavender says <laughs> There's a point where Lavender says, like, all right, well, then you take her and then turns and walks away. Like, it gets shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right before you get shot. And there's right before, and 
I mean, not to like weigh the dice too much, but like that. I mean, I didn't roll shit for that right. shot. We should come back to that. Circle I, back what around. I, what I did. I mean, why not? Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Right. Like what yeah. I did. What I will say about the shot on Coriander is I did not roll to hit. What I did do was prompt you to roll to avoid it. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, failed. I, I failed like seven rolls in a row. I believe, and we dumped yeah. every yeah. single cold. I, I don't remember how many I edited it out, but I believe all told there were eight rolls to keep Coriander alive. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a scene! And then I died, and then and then you walked out the room. I did. And we were like, <gasps> I was like, hobby. we were crying, like, like I could breathe, and like. One of my favorite parts so about all of that I know, because right? I know. Uh, yeah, I haven't really listened to what happened. I've listened to it once, but uh, after all that was done being recorded, because I was in a totally separate room, and after a few minutes, Kaylin knocks on the door and is like, "I guess you're alive now." Yeah. <laughs> and like this poor dude is I so out of his element on now. all the shit that's happening. He's like, I guess you're back. And so I just come back in with Caitlin, who's like so doesn't care about what's happening, like not in a rude way. I believe that's the main track that I left on the episode, so you can hear it. And again, Caitlin, how was that for you? Just being like, I was like, I don't know these characters. I have no emotional connection to them. Damn, this sucks. Study group seems like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And we're over there, literally just like dying with sadness because our second favorite character has gone away. I'm not gonna lie. I I I noted this at home. The only two dry eyes in the room were these two. Wait. These well, well okay, sorry, the only four dry eyes in this room were Evan and Kettle, uh aka Josh and Kaylin, and I get that a hundred percent because they were not as emotionally invested. Wait, in this you were wait, hold on, you were actually tearing up? Oh yeah, I fucking cried, dude. Yeah, no, I absolutely I, I, cried. Not even, I, yeah, I went out I went out to get somebody, somebody but like, like no, it was everybody, I, yeah, had like a super the genuineness of the moment, like to some like I threw this idea of like, okay. It, Lavender and Harold have have split the entirety of this. This is it's split so so wide open. There's a obvious point here where Coriander has to make the decision, and I looked at it and said, "Do I let Liz make this decision?" Ask Coriander and inevitably live with guilt, or do I completely take away her agency in this situation? Or at least do my best to, because again, I did. I truly did give you those chances to like dodge, survive. I don't remember all the roles, but it was a situation you could have avoided. But the idea was, if this happens, Lavender and Harold have this moment to say either my ego matters more or she matters more. And both of them immediately turned and said, no, she matters more. And that was the start of Lavender and Harold having a relationship where they came together. They rushed together over the body of this girl, obviously, at this well, they point, started sister to learn to wife. accept each other, really, because that was yes. largely yeah. they could. Harold couldn't accept how because let's face it, Lavender was pretty damn dismissive of him that entire oh, first, like that first entire sure. flashback. Absolutely. Yeah. He couldn't really ever get over that and he didn't want her involved with his, like his business. 
And then he said as much. He said, yeah, he said, what if lavender isn't part of it? Yeah. Then I don't want. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But then and then there comes that moment where you walk away and you say, "Okay, you can have her and you walk away. And to then go back into the to mind. go back into the mine, and then and, our bitch gets shot, and then she gets shot, and we both have to run, you run, uh, unite around the one thing we care about, which happens to be the same person. Yeah, it's a real enemy of my enemy thing, but friendships are formed on weaker things. What's a friendship? It's it's a begrudging like brother in law thing. Yeah. And then, by the end of the book, after they go to see the seismologist and they fight the desert sons on the on the on the tricycle on the, the motorcycle and everything. Uh, hi Lily Bear with your clicky toes. It's like, it's like a lot like I don't hate you as much as I hate other people. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Which honestly again, not to just repeat my co star, but like Friendships have been built on less. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> like, uh, hey, you want to play Battle Shots? Oh. <laughs> Talk to me about Battle Shots. There are certain friendships in this room were built off of that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink Yoo-Hoo and American Honey, y'all. Yeah. Yes. Not Why one of would you ever just sounds combining those two? That was, that was, it was a bad call. And those smoking weeds, so I don't know. Yeah, bad call. So Evan Kiesel, um, I want to talk about the split of the party because I think that's about where we're at at this point. Um, Harold shows up; he's got a zeppelin. We've got the other survival zeppelin. I did some creative math before the session and established how many um, spots there were on the zeppelins and forced you guys into two groups. And it was pretty obvious that you guys were all six together. Harold, but also like pretty obvious Harold, Coriander, Lavender are going to stick together, right? The real question here, and this was genuinely left a lot up to chance, was um, what's going to happen to Evan? What's going to happen to Kessel? Because if Kessel gets thrown off, which yeah. at this point he was still being held up above the Shelby's <laughs> above Shelby's head, uh-huh. um, and then what happens if Evan is left by himself? Because that's not narratively fun. It's not. I mean, Baja and I had some good times role playing, but that's a very difficult thing, and we had a very established. This is what we're going for. It was like K- Caleb and I were sort of in symbiosis. It was like two hours of me hitting on Josiah. <laughs> it was yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. It's 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 it's, it's a. It was a good time. So it's doable. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think that Evan by himself with just an army of NPCs is as charismatic as. Again, the thing that I believe was probably one of the biggest missed opportunities of book one, which was Evan Harold. Mm-hmm. And I I will take this opportunity to say, I'm not kidding. I wrote out probably half a dozen different options for like act three, if you will, right? Yeah, yeah. From the point of, because there, there was a good recording gap from like around the where Keatle came in. And then there was like the aeroships and all that. And I was trying to figure out how the next sort of chapter happened. And um, I wrote over and over, like, Evan and Harold need to have a moment. And there was no way I could There was no way to, to make it happen. I, I, I don't think, I don't think they could have had a moment unless they, they was, like, trying to kill each other. The, well, and that was sort of, that was honestly what kept me away from it. Because I thought the only way that this comes out is either 
Evan kills Harold, in which case we fucked this romantic sort of storyline, or Harold kills Evan, in which case we fucked this romantic storyline because Harold wasn't a dick, you know? Yeah. So what do you what do you guys think? Was there open it totally up to opinion? Anybody can weigh in on this, even the women, even the women, even the women. Vegetables wow, and prepared the food. Prepared. I know, yes. I know, yeah. Please. Our delightful childhood meal of mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. I expect my lunch will be all. Episode where I just hope it gets canceled. <laughs> <laughs> if, so, I, if I don't get canceled for uh, Harold's opinions of the Irish, then I don't know. <laughs> so, what do you guys think? What, what what could have been done there? Do you think that there's a world in which Harold and Evan have a show showdown? Um, a showdown, Evan, sure. What do you think? A showdown. Yeah. But, yeah. but how does that how does it work um you're in a situation you know it's like it's one of those things where this was thought of said if it was just like everyday life obviously neither one of them is going to directly try to murder each other there may be like you know very cold words and things like that but a normal civilization operating normally then it's just a you know sharing glances but you're my enemy like hey thanks for dropping my mail off as soon as i can yeah thanks Uh, for dropping my mail off do you think they would have come together in that moment no no i I honestly i doubt it because yeah, uh, Evan had such like high ideals or whatever, and, and Harold again, is very much in a his normal world. Maybe you call Harold a scab in episode one. You do, yeah, you, you call really him do. Yeah, and 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 this situation where it's we're trying to save who we can. Some people are more important than others for the future. I I don't disagree on the both And that, 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 that would have been Evan. So I, was, I don't want to, this person. To be part of my future, if I can avoid. Yeah, and, and, and I think that Harold will have a same, a similar opinion. Well, and for like reasons. the moment he showed any aggression, Harold's like dark side would have come out. Just like you know, what is Harold's dark side? Harold, I mean, I guess we never really got to see other than him forcing people to watch him play or sing karaoke. Which, oh, I think I think when he, the sequence right after he read Smiley's letter, oh, uh, oh was, yeah, was, yeah. Was, oh, I, think, I think that was yes. when you guys see, so, you get to oh. see this, the the uh, change, like it was palpable, like yeah, yes. yes, everything. Yeah, it was like he even says, "Sorry, go ahead." No, I just I and I remember being in the garage with you mm-hmm. at one point and being like, he just he really. He really needs someone just to be like, you could be powerful. You could be in charge. You could be like, mm-hmm. he needs, he needs someone to like, take him fucking seriously. And like, and, and, and to feel yeah. like empowered by someone and who better to do it from than the guy who took his power away initially yeah. when he and, was a child. And the, like, I, and the letter that I wrote to him eviscerated him so thoroughly that, and yeah. completely broke down the last vestiges of the good human. It's yeah. the, it's the, uh, this is what I, I'm giving you the thing you can't. Right. Yeah. And like Harold's selfishness would never have worked with Evan's selflessness. Like yeah, it never sure. would, they would Which have been I was diametrically knowing, like, opposed. Even in the finale, like not to throw hands, Kettle, but <laughs> Evan burns every experience token he has on you. 
every single one. Thank you. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. And you fucking still fail most of the time. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's true though. Like it's over and over and over. I, through the whole course of the book, Evan is giving away experience tokens to help people re-roll to do this, which I think is it's the the experience tokens were a homebrew thing because I've seen some other actual plays that use. Um, different, different things, things like that, like cinema like points, whatever, fee chips, etc. All yeah. all sorts of different, different names. Um, I think it. I think it plays well in an audio form. I think it does, and I think introducing that allows a cleric aspect to any character. Well, and yeah, because it makes it allows him to support us. Yes, with just like a kind word, which is kind well, of Evan's did, whole thing, really. Think we, Ever double yeah, the, the game? Yeah. Where's the points at the right. game where we really yeah. get those moments? From, you know? Yeah, like there are like whole episodes devoted to lavender and whole episodes devoted to the coriander and lavender, and then like coriander and heroin and coriander, like and just like and they're like and Vaja had like things and like what a compelling character Evan was. But I always just felt bad that the sort of like family drama stuff like or shadow because that could have been really cool because everything that Evan did was super legit. Mm-hmm. Oh, except for the poisoning thing. Okay. But Friedrich. Yeah, it's Friedrich slurp pasta. So he Friedrich was easily like swayed with his ego. Was, so so where's the missed opportunity there? What do you guys think I did wrong to miss the call with Evan's character? Did he need it did he need someone now a girlfriend, a dad, a brother. Whatever. What I think we would have benefited, Evan would have benefited from it not being a disaster, excuse me, a disaster movie. Yes. Evan yes. would have benefited yes. if it was a, and you well, we have to, earlier. we have to do some sort of social agitation or whatever, mm-hmm. or there's, mm-hmm. if the Calvex revolution, world. yeah, Experience. an open world or yeah. something like mm-hmm. that, but because his, his character kind of got like, hamstrung in a way mm. because it's this disaster thing and good though. exactly but there's like there's only that do not share Maltovs nope. can, can we, we talk about really that? really uh, really yeah, cute we'll, we'll like very <laughs> nice neat cute between you two and I love that I don't, I don't know like I I just like okay because like I think like out of everyone here I have like super like definitely like the least like gaming experience sure because satanic panic right yeah yeah, yeah. i'm old like that i listened yeah. to the adventures and odyssey episode about dd really i don't yeah. know uh-huh. it's a game on sega genesis called the eye of the beholder because it was a D game oh. and my grandparents thought that it was demonic Oh. oh, fun. Yay, Millennials. Oh, I just realized why I recognized Adventures in Odyssey. What? I just realized why I, why I no, recognized No, I heard you, but like, why? Why? There's a podcast that I listen to that has an entire sub-series where they watch eps- or listen to episodes of Adventures in Odyssey. <laughs> How do they do that on purpose? <laughs> well, um, so... This is probably going to get cut out, but I'm just talking through it right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, the, the show is called The Worst of All Possible Worlds. <laughs> I am super atheist now, but if I had not listened to Adventures of Odyssey growing up, I would not be doing this show. I get oh. it. 
And it was the only... And and not, and not to harsh anyone's fun, because, uh, yeah, fuck the I show, mean, but honestly, but. it was, like, it was my first introduction to, like, yes. audio radio drama. drama. Yes. Yeah. Or radio yes. comedy or anything. Absolutely. It was that, and I had a... Uh, Pre-podcast. <laughs> I had a cassette mm-hmm. tape of a uh, Teenage Mutant... Excuse me. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, like, audio drama. Mine was Past the Pirate, so... Nice, there you go. Same deal, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Pirate? No, no, no. Oh, okay. but, but, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. cassette tapes. Extremely high quality uh, comic books, or was it the television show? It was a television show. It was just like it was like a. Because I remember when I first learned how hyper violent the actual comic book the television show was based off of. Which one? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, like it's like fucking brutal. Like, so we're, so we're, 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 we're we are digressing pretty hard. Okay, yeah. so speaking of turtles. I had- so, so I remember, like, when you're, uh, Josh, when you were talking about, like, you're wh- building Evan, like, talking about, like, who Evan was and stuff, just really, from not really having gaming experience and stealing things from, like, DMs mm-hmm. and stuff like that, just thinking of that really super cheesy post-apoc movie, The Postman. Mm-hmm. Really, based on a really good book. Though. Tread carefully. Oh. I love that movie. Okay, I love that movie. My best friend is a girl. Was that it? Was that it? And the book is the book is very good. I didn't know it was based on a book. The book is the book. The the first half of the book is very good. The second half is a little weird, and you kind of get into the author's kind of weird opinions on women. But mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it's really not. Unfortunately, no, it's not as bad as that. But just this idea of like or Dune. A postal worker. Dune was great. It was the son that screwed it up. Creating hope and community by doing something as simple mm-hmm. as delivering the mail. Mm-hmm. So when you were describing Evan, like, I'm thinking of, like... Kevin Costner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, doing this thing that's just, like, so simple but affects yeah. so many people. And off topic yeah. with a Jason, I was also playing Death Stranding, the walking simulator at the time so that was a very important part about that world that was being presented was the oh, connection to the mail and him being a porter carrying the things that people need so they can live because they can't go out because of how fucked we how fucked uh, the environment is i think i think more so than dry. any other character in book one i think evan was screwed by the format that i had in mind <laughs> i think i mean no i mean i'll be honest i really i i think that's the case like i think Evan as a character would have worked in so many different scenarios other than just basic survival. And this one didn't or or just I guess maybe the roles weren't there. I I don't want to like it's more, it's more real to have just, those type of people because you those type of people are there and those type of people do survive through that stuff maybe not to the end. Yeah. Um but and if we if we look at the real if we look at the real world I mean that's you how go. you are. Yeah. I guess, no, yeah. I, I, I think I just just because the story was not to his strengths, it doesn't mean that there weren't moments where he was allowed to do his best to try to make the best out of the situation. And that's how life works. Sometimes you sometimes you know you have to realize that you don't hammer the circle into the square. But you can still try. Right. Circle will always go into the square. Not always, if it's too big. <laughs> Alrighty. So the next thing, uh, we talked a little bit about this already, but we got into a point at the finale there where we split the party up, where we had sort of um, Evan and Kietel go off on one path, and we had um, Lavin and Coriander and Harold go off on a different path. And um, 
At the time, this decision was entirely made because we had too many people. Because Kietel was not supposed to stay. God damn it, Kietel. We were supposed to be Yeah, and, and I intended fully to make that fight a lethal fight for somebody. I tried really hard to die. It, yeah, that... I mean, you were successful, technically. How does it feel to be a non-omnipotent god of the story? That, you, you have to... So, I, I am... I will always say I am secondary to the dice. And I, again, I gave Coriander these opportunities to roll dice. And then she failed them. And then I gave Lavender an opportunity to come in and do her magic shit. And then she nailed it. And I was like, God damn it. A Almost little bit. But also, like, <laughs> yeah. also, that's, I mean, to some extent, that's what I wanted to know. There's, I like a version of the story where Coriander dies there. And there's, uh-huh. and then Harold and Lavender are bonded by this revenge. I don't think that So the Droughtlands multiverse, what you're saying right. is exactly. one of the future yeah. stories we have. One of them that, yeah. We're gonna kill some bitches, Harold. Right. I just think yeah. you guys, but there's also another thing we didn't talk about, which was like that Salatra's wife was supposed to die as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a yeah. leak in information there. In oh yeah, in the uh, found yeah. out what was supposed to happen, and uh, that was a situation where I absolutely had a, a thumb under the scale, pushing all the way up. It was just like, look, no matter what Slasher does, she's going to show up. It's going to be her wife is going to be dead and crushed under this display. And it's going to give Salatra, in my mind, a berserker sort of mentality where she would just burn through until she's dead. And then we're done with this character who's essentially Zygon. But yeah, it got, it got leaked beforehand. It got leaked. And it so... It was unintentional. We weren't going to point yeah, fingers. Yeah, we're not pointing any fingers here. I don't I have was any supposed to say Kata- I was supposed to play Katarina and he told me too much information beforehand and I accidentally said it out loud. This is the hazard of being the wife of the DM. <laughs> and as a result, instead, we got Coriander, or um, Katarina, the pilot, the badass, the fucking... Like her whole situation, the entire aside with Julian, that was fantastic. So I think splitting the party, having Evan have a situation where he could begin to um, build people behind him a little bit, build a party. Where he was actually able to shine instead of being a little bit in competition. Maybe he lived. That might have happened. Yeah, I suppose. But But in the meantime, he did. And I want to go ahead and talk about like when Coriander died, how you guys recreated that scene with with like where you guys were all laying on your backs in like with the low lights and the candles going like a very therapy session. Yeah, that was really cool. Like, how was it recording that sort of like in that way? Usually we do more of like a traditional gaming thing where we're all sitting around on couches. What was it like to record when with like a uh in a more therapeutic session where you guys are like laying on the ground and it was like, really the vulnerable because like we also weren't rolling any dice we were just like talking mm-hmm. and it was very like character heavy work and after like so many things had been happening in the game it was like heavier than usual there yeah there was a lot of like i don't know i just felt like there there was so much like subtext in every part of that mm-hmm. like and not like between each other's people but between the characters as people like women who both have sisters and who have both felt like the weight of sisterhood mm-hmm. and 
and, and the weight of like knowing that there's like this like thing that like no matter the betrayal or no matter the joy like you're inextricably linked in a way that someone who doesn't have sisterhood will never understand and 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 the game had been so heavy Mm -hmm. and yeah and it was completely different yeah like candlelight (laughs) and candlelight and feelings (laughs) And that should have been an episode title. Candlelight So I Droughtland After Dark needs to be Droughtland Candlelight Feelings. I will. I'm gonna give a quick shout out to my elder sister who is a therapist, and one of the things that she does is EMDR therapy, and it deals with um, you're simulating both lobes of the brain in order to. Um, I, this is again a layman's term, but essentially recreate some of the stimuli of a trauma and then reprogram your brain's response to that. And she has uh, walked me through some of the very, very basic sort of mind practices of that. And one of them is sort of creating a space where you're safe first in order to um, bring in items and things that scare you and then deal with them one at a time and i wanted to to do that with the gemini and you know what it entirely actually well not entirely but largely stemmed from a comment that jackie made which was when we had a moment for Harold to describe the interior of the of Harold's, and he got a whole minute to talk about the how the blue felt and the and the plants and all this. And I, it was a passing comment, but you said something like, "Well, I I never got a chance to describe the Gemini like that, or something something along those lines." And I thought about it, and I was like, "It's it's true." Like we talked about the Gemini under Maudet when it was Maudet's and everything. And then we kind of, we talked about how it changed over the years, but we never got Every a Every other time we're in it, we just discuss, we just say, you're in the, the Gemini. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like everyone kind of has their own idea of what it is. We talk about how it's like been added onto over the years and everything. But like, there was to me a bit of like, what is the Gemini as lavender season? What is the Gemini as coriander season? This space that they have to create that they can bring in the things that they want to be here, whether it's different decor or different clientele or whatever. And we did that. And, and, and then immediately it became, instead of that coriander saying, I want to, I want to pour a shot for my sister. And I want to share a shot with her. I don't want to make up and address the situation. We're in a space where we can address it. And I want to, and it like, it's like neutral corded territory. Yeah. And we we, we deal with a lot of like emotions on this. I mean, we were talking earlier about how like certain scenes give us goosebumps or whatever, but I feel like we, ugh, this is the most mature that Droughtland has ever been, at least in my opinion, is in this moment where you two are learning to work with each other and like the the lies are going away and the veils are coming down and all of that. I feel like it's like the most mature that Droughtland has ever been. And I hope we have more moments like that because it was really powerful. I would say I would put it next to sorry, I didn't make a I would put it next to like Evan Seeley. Yeah. 
his mom. Like, genuinely, I think, I think yeah. Evan and his mom's scene is right there at that point. What were you saying, John? I was saying, like, and part of that is that the the resolution of me and Corey Anders thing in that scene was that there really wasn't a resolution but that you had, like, that it was just like, that's okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and and just you don't like agree, that, but you can still continue. Yeah, but like you said, like that maturity that sometimes, like that part of life is, I fucking love you anyway, mm-hmm. and so okay, mm-hmm. yep, and and that's gotta be enough for now, and it might still feel sad, but it's based in love, and you keep going. And the scene and the line that we went out of that scene was so perfect with the tone. Because I, re- I remember Josiah sending me over like an early thing. He's like, hey, I need you to go ahead and like listen to this and then cut it and like do a pickup of you saying, what now, Miss Bridgewater? Yeah. And that, that going out of that line, so good. So I don't know. Like I said, I'm just. That was one of the situations where you were not there and I felt 100% correct insane a line for you as a character where I was just like I know I know I know if Caleb was in this room and he had sat here and then I said you okay now you say a line that's what you would have said because that's like that's like the thing like with so much history like it's mm-hmm. it's like Miss Bridgewater right right it's not really it's the four to orphans thing. thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it yeah. and it's like it's a bit but it's not actually a bit it's like it's, it's also inherent in that moment saying, like, I know where you came from, right. and you know where I came from. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know where you're sitting. You know, we all know that we <clears throat> everything's out on the table. Both of us together. <laughs> what I'm wondering, too, is how much of this from Harold was actually genuine? And how much of it, like, how, how far has he descended? Right. Like, is he able to still have that human good self, or is he just seeing an opportunity and taking? I think I think it's hundred percent of the deck. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna change. Okay. All right. Well, then, like, I I will just say my read on Harold. I feel like it's a hundred percent of both of those tumultuous things. Which which comes to a win? No, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I'm interested in that character goes because we were talking a moment ago about redemption, or does he become the new devil? And that's kind of something we're going to have to see if we ever get to to revisit Harold, uh, because one of the things is now. Taylor left with the proof that he was stealing from Smiley. Yep. He's going to be a marked man the moment she gets yep. back to where Absolutely. Smiley is. He know, yeah, he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have his own connections to try to uh, I don't think, do other games? Uh, maybe, but yeah. Kind of coming as like Harold's like reluctant sister-in-law and arch nemesis, right? Like I have to say that Lavender would accurately say that like Harold in these situations like is not just like playing the game and trying to get further because once again it's like the fine fucking Howard like she's yours right like mm-hmm. I give up um I give up trying to just like be traded the situation. around like a card or like 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 I'm not going to control the situation anymore. Like I'm walking away to, yeah. Like you said, like now, like we're coming together around this one person, like, no, we fucking can't do it. And it's like the same sort of thing. Like 
it's not just your like you wouldn't like come in and say like what now Miss Bridgewater like if or Harold wouldn't if it like weren't because like we're now all linked and we've been linked like since the beginning. Yeah, since the beginning. And so while like the kidnapping of Baja, <laughs> the abduction of Baja and the forced karaoke. Which may or may not have happened. Right. And the and the forced oh, yes, karaoke and and all the bullshit. And all the, yeah, and we and we really didn't get the chance to go into it. There was one thing and I ended up taking it off of my my character sheet but harold was supposed to be a drug addict of some kind oh yeah and and i forgot and i forgot to do it about that yeah Yeah, because the thing was was, he was supposed to he had so much going he had so much going on that throwing a layer of of drug addict on top of that doesn't really narratively make sense here's where my mind goes with with harold's eventual path who here has seen the movie swimming with sharks no. Watch it whenever you get a no chance. Idea. Is it a documentary? No. Okay. So I can't I can't talk about it if you don't want spoilers. If you don't okay. care about the spoilers for the end, I can talk about it. Spoilers for so many sharks. It's yeah. <laughs> so the basis of the movie is Matthew Roderick is so coming in as an intern in Hollywood and his Kevin Spacey is boss and he's like fucking torments this kid. He snaps. He holds Kevin Spacey hostage. Like one of the sequences, he's doing paper cuts all over. Oh. Talking about the paper cuts that he got, so then he pours lemon and lime juice. In. Nice. It's oh, like so the, the dark side of, of office film, space. The very end of the film, <laughs> this character's love interest comes in. And sees what he's doing, says, We'll be okay, we'll get you out of the bubble. And as this is coming, the police come in, and Kevin Spacey looks like, Well, what are you going to do? So he shoots her. What the fuck? Oh, wow. And says that he saved Kevin Spacey from her because they had just broken up and had a really bad breakup mm. and it was well known even though she was a good person and then flashes forward to, this is the fastest thing that anyone's ever been, been executed in this company before blah 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 mm. I wonder if Harold were put into a situation like that Don't you what would Harold do in spoilers for Swimming with Sharks. Swimming with Sharks. <laughs> 1989 classic, I believe. With Matthew Brown. In Swimming with Sharks for Swimming with Sharks. Once again. Once again. We have in to, spoilers for Swimming with Sharks. We would have to we would have to see what would happen. And I would assume by that point, if we got to a point where something like that would happen, there's been a lot of breaking. And I think that that comes further down the line in Coriander and Harold's relationship. Mm. Really, something, something like, like that, that, like mm-hmm. because they they have broken apart. Because there's gonna happy. be a beat. There's gonna be, yeah. But again, I just wonder what if Smiley gave him that choice. Mm-hmm. What would happen? Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, again, we don't know what's going to happen with Harold, but because he's a... either way. Right, because... I can see it going either way. Right, and because he's a marked man, we might get an answer to that. Does it Does it depend on whether Mercury is in retrograde or not? My Gatorade is in retrograde. Kettle. Kettle. What's extra kettle? Well, I mean, last we saw him, he was on... I. I don't even remember my character. I believe he was on a Zeppelin trying to not get devoured by horrifying fairy creatures. Yeah, yeah. The, the end of the barrier, whatever that they were. Well, the. Uh, was there a barrier? No, there's no barrier. Um, Backerholt 
did fall yeah. and imploded down into the sand. Yeah. And then uh, there was a bit of a disruption in the spew forth of the fairy horde, but there's still a lot of them around. Yeah. Uh, so, like, but in the short term, uh, all my tools are gone, collapsed into a horrifying pit of yeah, your whole flying yeah. piranha monsters, essentially. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like there's, that description. There's rampaging Tyrannosaurus in, well, actually, it fell in, too, probably, at this point, right? Undisclosed. Undisclosed. No, it totally fell in. Yeah, so, like... <laughs> He's already a zombie. He has a chance. <laughs> I didn't I say mean, he was dead. I just said he fell in. I don't know that there's much here for... Kiatol at this point. He well, might the be trying to go back to east. Where's where's that place again? That is east. Oh well then I I'm heading like east. Northeast. Gonna try and southeast. restart. Uh northeast hopefully I have something of value on my person. When he fell on him, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I honestly, I would be, it would be weird if Evan did not yeah. have an effect on some of that. Yeah. I mean, it seems like we all did, considering yeah. he went from murder turtle girl There's, to don't murder turtle girl I was just to then murdering the turtle girl. I was, I was, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. First, I, you know, we were, we were in a, I was just place, following orders. I clearly had my own prejudices to start with, but I was still just. Why are you using Kieto voice? Yeah, yeah. Use your Kieto yeah. voice. Because Where's it's your a bit hard voice? To Little with. Dutch boy. I am very bad at accents. This is why I picked this ridiculous bullshit. <laughs> I, I, for the record, I did not ask for an accent. I died. Uh, I no, know entirely you. I just said you. <laughs> no, because we did it because we realized that him and I sound incredibly similar on like on tape. Yes, yeah, so they're not as bad as Cameron from Quest yeah. Quest. And we, when we already sound alike with our names, if you're not paying attention, yeah, yeah. Well, Caleb and Caleb. Like, I mean, I had. It doesn't happen often anymore, but I had a girl call me Caleb for like an entire year in elementary, and Oof. I had to, I tried. Re- but correcting her every time and it never changed. I get Jacob yeah. all the time. People call me Jacob literally I, all the time. I had that a couple of times. Yeah. I get called Jennifer constantly. All right, so we have one other we, thing we have to talk, talk about before, before we go. It actually pretty close. Again, also, if you have any please send it in. The zombie tea. Rex. Uh, yes. And how uh, he merges through the hole. Through the hole. I shoot through that wall and there's a T-Rex there. No, there's not. Yes, there is. No, Literally, there's not. the only time in my... The only time in my entire career as a DM where I've ever just had to say, therefore... Fuck you. <laughs> that was why I was not gonna give I was not giving up on that shit. And then it happened. And then it happened. <sighs> like what? Happened. Like fucking like 20 episodes later. My only, happened. My only regret is that our we lost our original reaction. We lost our re- yeah. original reaction because we lost that whole hour. And which is something we probably have to talk about, is that we lost 
a, a full hour of recording. Like a really good hour. Honestly, though, Josh's reaction when it happened for Evan and Kessel was uh, it <laughs> saved it quite a bit because he's so it it tickles him so much. <laughs> he's very happy, very happy. Yeah, I mean, it made us happy too. I just I love that like. And I love it when things like that can come back around. And honestly, and we can talk about this more after a while, but that is one of the inspirations for how the Julian asides went was mm-hmm. seeing the zombie T-Rex, well, the, the, like the fouled T-Rex. And I started- There you go. There's the technical term. Right. I started working on the Julian aside right after we played that. So a lot of the rules that got established in the Julian thing were really established for me during the zombie T-Rex sequence. So we haven't talked about too much about the aside so far, but like there's, um, there's the Julian asides where we sort of delve into a little bit. the Like, yeah, let's just dive into the backstory of one of the smaller characters or whatever. And I wanted to go ahead and say, uh, you know, this now is as good a time as any, to go ahead and say the Julian side. Um, you gave me full reign on that. And you mm-hmm. said, make a story about Julian. Mm-hmm. So I compared it to another piece of popular media that has a character called Julian in it. And then I realized that there was a character yes, called right? Ricky. And then I named Ju- Julian's sister Bubbles. What? And I named the zombie Randy. Are we talking about... Uh, this is news to me. Hey. How long have, has this, anybody uh, ever seen a small? How long have you ever been sitting on this? Has it? Has anybody ever seen a small Canadian TV show called Trailer Park Boys? Oh my god! <laughs> That's why I don't get it. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I Randy's a zo- yeah. I made Randy the zombie because <laughs> it was his hamburger belly. No, it was his hamburger belly. Yeah, you got one over on me. I was. I've been sitting on that, and and honestly, there's been For two or three times like that we've been drunk together half. where I've almost told you. But I was like, I really want to get this on camera. Dear God. I really yes. want to get this on. I'm not camera. I really want to get uh, this on uh, on audio. But oh, yeah, wow. you said go for it. And I was like, well, there's a guy called Ricky. Julian, Ricky, all I need is Bubbles. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, uh, Bubbles' real name, Soraya. Yeah. The, the redheaded girl, Sarah Dunsworth, in uh, in the show, plays a character called Sarah, who's always the, the, the thorn in me? Ricky's side. Are you kidding me? <laughs> And you were like, let's call him Soraya. Soraya was just a girl that had a crush on me in high school. So Soraya is also Sarah's original name. Exactly. Which is kind of, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Soraya. So like, I just, I just really wanted to share that with you that all of those names got chosen out of Trailer Park Boys. All of the like 35 year old fans are just going crazy. On Josiah as he's hearing the song because I feel like he is physically aged somewhere between <laughs> five to fifteen years. Taking <laughs> <That's true. laughs> emotional damage, so literally sucked, sucked out of his body. I also, since we're talking nice. about the asides, I do want to go ahead and discuss like how fun it was to have Taylor play a Canadian randomly. Oh my god! I was yeah. like, he pick an accent, and he just did the Canadian accent, and I was like. He's like, you want me to take another take? And I went, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor killed it on several different asides for us. Taylor, the person, not the character. Yeah, Taylor Um, R. 
Yeah, Taylor R. Taylor R. did uh, the um, Faith aside, I believe it's called. Uh, no, uh, uh, no, Faith was the first Julian. He did uh, one called Mind the Gap. That's uh, he, right. He read That's one right. called Mind the Gap, That's which right. is all about a father losing, I think, his daughter yes. to yeah. the pit. Yeah. Or in yeah. saving one Sa- child. Saving his daughter. Yeah, save, yeah, I thought he yeah. lost one child and saved the other. No, because the other one made it across. Right, the other one made it across. Yeah, so yeah. he does save his daughter. But that's so intense. And then there's a couple like random pickups that he's in. He is the rules explainer hunter and the rules explainer wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. he is. And, and then he appears in the uh, the Jonathan and Taylor aside as the. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the surfer bro who's trying to sell the Jonathan and Taylor lost tape. But it was it was such a good moment in, what was it, Replacement, where where he plays the Canadian uh, mm. Mac. It's, it's just so perfect because it pulls, because the whole story is so damn serious because I was reading a lot of like neo-noir at that point. Um, God, what a, I had just finished uh, mostly, mostly music, partially gunshots. Or whatever I think is the name of the movie, yeah, or the name of the the book. Um, and I was like, I really want to try to capture that with this one, and to have the dichotomy of Taylor doing silly Canadian voice <laughs> on top of this thing where he's about to be fucking murdered, I think also kind of sells like, you know, Harold's move towards the dark side is that somebody could get straight murked in front of him, someone that he liked. And then he can just move on and work with the person who did it. I think we're ready to go ahead and take it out tonight. Um, we're take me home tonight. <laughs> I don't want to do you go, go to the night. Alright. Our final question for the night. What Droughtland fanfic would you like to read? And Baja, thank you for the submitter for that question. Baja and the Spider. <laughs> that, that's my final answer. Baja and the Spider. Alrighty. Jackie, what's your question? What's your answer? Um, excuse me. I I don't know. I think I would actually really like um so, sorry, Slaughter's wife, what's her name? Katarina. 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 Anything of Katarina. Oh yeah. like maybe like something that's just like inside the mind of Katarina. Just a little sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like maybe she's actually like Perry. Katarina's dead. Just her little like you know, adventures. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like she just or like what she thinks like, about while she's yeah. like sweeping. Yeah. All right. It'd be pretty cool. Kettle. Um See, I don't remember a lot of stuff. So what uh, cancel fan fiction do you want to hear? Um, cool, huh? <laughs> Save yours for yours. I, none. Why would I want to hear more about it? No. Cancel and Taylor, you hold it. You heard it here first. All right. Taylor. Cool, cool, boys. Uh, no, in all seriousness, um, 
How Smiley became what he is. That would be great. Was he always evil? <laughs> or like or what happened? Was he turned? Mm-hmm. Is he like, real, because in the real life, it's just like, when you read about Charles Manson's childhood, how he was even functional in society at mm-hmm. all to the extent that he was, even as evil as he was, like insane when you hear what this kid, like, he could have, there's no way he could have been a good person after what he experienced in childhood. It'd be very interesting to hear what some people's takes on Smiley's childhood. Yeah. I think I was confusing Smiley and Friendly. No, no, that happens. There was a whole, there was a whole <laughs> online campaign hashtag is smiley friendly. Like, no, it's, oh, we can't see her talking. I would posit that friendly wasn't much more moral of a person than was it? Smiley. Yeah, wasn't. Oh, hot takes. All right, all right. Anyway, all right. that's too hot for today. We're gonna <laughs> on that. That one was spicy. Was friendly more moral than Smiley? I don't know. Dun, one of dun, them was dun. a slaver, so that's really odd. That's, <laughs> just, that's a tough one. Uh-oh. It's a it's tough one for me. Utilitarianism, friends. Okay. <laughs> we can make the world that. better by putting fifty thousand so, rats on the road. Right? If you can't feed everyone, do you just make the decision to like? Just double the, the price. Would you steal okay, to feed your family? <laughs> would you download <laughs> a castle? I would download a bear. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. No further comment. Which is about bear erotica. So. Oh, I thought you said cocaine bear. I was like, well, he died real fast. For one last time, this has been your narrator, Jay Muskrat, coming to you live from the after dark of book one, along with uh, Elizabeth Muskrat playing Coriander Cooper and. Uh, Caleb Lynn playing Harold slash Valerio's Drakenrue and Baja. And Jackie B playing Lavender Cooper. And Kaylin O playing Josh playing Evan and Smiley. And also, I'm still... And Taylor. Well, he didn't say... Thomas, or she didn't say. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Jonathan did. Yeah, Thomas jo- and everything. Yeah, I also was Jonathan. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're going to have to go now. <laughs> <laughs>